Well, I'm very pleased to welcome Mick Bennett into the studios. Mick, how are you doing this evening? I'm good, thank you. Delighted to be here. Good, good. Um, Mick, um, now I've been doing a little bit of research um, into, um, you know, Ride London and what your sort of involvement is. Now, um, I had no idea that you were a rider yourself back in the day, long, long time ago. Um, and then you set up a company called Sweet Spot Management. Yeah, Sweet um, Spot Management, and we're based about 50 metres from here, actually, in Weybridge, in the high street, right in the high street. That's our offices there. Okay, lovely. And uh, uh, what was the sort of thinking behind Sweet Spot, Sweet Spot Management? Well, we wanted to, uh, I mean, my background, I was a professional for 11 years as an international for from about the age of 19 to Olympics and, and, and all of the the um the sort of the career stuff before you turn professional if you like as an amateur yet there were professionals and amateurs then i was an amateur okay and then i turned pro in in the late 70s and i retired in 84 injured okay and went into event management and event promotion and um basically we do sweet spot group do most of the professional cycling you see on tv today and that's across BBC, ITV, et cetera, et cetera. And um, we actually came up with the idea of um, as a, a bit of a legacy, if you like, to the final stage of the Tour of Britain, which we resurrected in 2004, that wouldn't be great to do a massive sportif based in and around central London. And it all started from there, really, okay. uh, the Ride London. Okay. Um, but the big, uh, from what I remember, the big sort of... Uh, promo on Ride London was the Olympics in 2012? Yeah, 2012, we did the technical management of the Olympic route, which was Box Hill and through most of Surrey. And uh, we were just blown away by the, if you like, the not, not just the success of, of the Olympics per se, but the, the, the way the crowd took the bike race, mm. the time trial to its heart. And of course, we all know Bradley Wiggins won the time trial, but sadly, we didn't. We couldn't get Mark Cavendish to win the <laughs> road race, um, or Lizzie Armitstead as she was then to win uh, down the mile. Um, but it was just the. Um, I, I mean, I live and obviously work, as I said earlier, in Surrey, and to see the success of the public support and the groundswell of support for cycling in Surrey, it was just amazing then, and. Uh, and it's remained, and it's just grown exponentially year on year. It really has. And I, you know, I live in Horsley, and I just wonder just how much, how many more bike riders you can actually get on the roads in and around Surrey. <laughs> <It's> a, <laughs> well, we'll find out on Sunday. It's a bit yeah. of a, a crazy event. Yeah. Um, so, Sweet Spot Management, you 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 manage the contracts of these races. Is that what you do, or how does no? It that many of them are our ideas anyway, right? Um, but we do everything. We manage the event. We we contract the athletes. We do the TV production, organise the road closures, manage the police that do that, uh, and the Tour of Britain, for example, which is um, uh, our, other than Ride London, which is in effect for us a single day event but the tour of britain which we do is an eight day stage race yeah we also do a women's tour of britain as well which is five days yeah yeah yeah. but it's basically coming up with the concept um going to the world governing body the uci in switzerland via the federation british cycling who are based in manchester and saying look we've got this idea we want to do a men's tour of britain getting their support 
lobbying the world governing body to um, to give us the license to do this, and then taking it from there, literally going to the venues. And I've gone through the whole gambit of when I first started in event management, we were going cap in hand to local authorities mm. because cycling just was not on their agenda. Mm. And uh, and as I say, um, from 2012, it's the other way around. But you, yeah, you yeah, don't have to do that just, anymore. Uh, yeah, can't get enough cycling. So obviously you said you got the Tour of Britain, the Tour Series, the Women's Tour and Ride London. Are there any sort of other... other products in the in the pipeline or not we are, we are currently working on um mountain biking okay. going through it, it it sort of i would say for between five and eight years ago it tended to plateau out and i think that's because of the success of road cycling yeah. and people were morphing from mountain biking into road cycling and triathlon and more of the off-road riding but on sort of more manicured routes if you like and we've we've now found that the trends have gone back okay. or is going back yeah. towards mountain biking and predominantly because I think it's probably safer um, and people are more cautious um, about being on the road um, uh, with the traffic that we currently have Absolutely. even in this beautiful part of the, the, the UK that we live in, Surrey. But... Um, so we are looking at um, doing maybe what we call a stage race okay. for mountain biking. So an off-trail six-day stage race. And uh, timeline on that? Is, is that? Um, maybe July of next year, potentially in Wales. Oh, okay, great. Well, that would be a great so place to rest. Rest. <laughs> the roads won't be closed here. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come on to that a little bit yeah. later. Um, I mean, what are, the, what are the biggest challenges and, and preparations for a race like Ride London? I think I think the biggest the biggest challenge is the safety of the riders and the general public. Um, we spend literally hundreds of thousands of pounds on the safety of, of the riders and the general public. You know, we we employ our own police force, which is thirty two motorbikes, um, and with the Tour of Britain, it's a rolling road closure. Unlike the Ride London Classic, that's a total closure. So it's traffic management. It's um, barriering many many parts of the route leaflet drops to all the local residents and not everybody wants it absolutely uh, you know, let's be honest um but it's one day a year mm. you know and that, and um, we want people to come out and enjoy this so the challenge for us is maintaining the safety of these professional athletes and in the case of ride london it's the uh, the twenty eight thousand people on the route um so that's the one challenge um, and the public as well, of course. The other challenge is raising the funds each year. The Women's Tour of Britain, we have to raise a million pounds a year. Okay. The Men's Tour of Britain is over two million a year because it's twice the length of the right, okay. TV production. So uh, there are many, many challenges. The the easy bit if you like, is the organisational bit. Okay. Um, and I've got a very good commercial team who raise the funds through private sponsorship. Um, the venues that want it are charged a fee because there aren't many programs that air on terrestrial TV today that show a city uh, on live television for three hours. I mean, the Ride London is four and a half hours live on BBC. The Tour of Britain is three hours live on ITV. And um, when you focus entirely on uh, the last three hours of a live program on the city that you're going to, it's pretty unique. Uh, because it shows from aerial shots, you know, there's an eight-camera eight, eight camera 
outside broadcast unit that does the live programming. So, Absolutely. Um, you're going to tick some boxes in promoting and marketing a venue. Okay. So And so you have a specialist team to raise the funds for these, these events? Yeah, we have a commercial team that go out and raise the funds. Amazing. Absolutely yeah. fantastic. Yeah. So, as you said, the the event Ride London itself it's growing massively. R- cycling, road cycling has grown, um, as you say, exponentially since two thousand four. Certainly since twenty twelve. Mm. Is it growing year on year? Are we seeing more riders year on year, and and how many more are there this year based on last year? Um, we, we are seeing more riders. Um, I think the problem is, uh, and I was addressing that issue today with the, the governing body, British Cycling, that. Uh, in three and a half years, um, women participation in cycling is up three quarters of a million. Now, that staggered me, that statistic today. The problem is, yes, there are more people cycling. Uh, they say it's the new golf. Uh, whether that's true or not, I don't know. But <laughs> I, I, I certainly know a lot of golfers that are also riding bikes. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, and it seems to be the fashionable, trendy sport to be involved in whether it's the fact that you like buying all this fantastic lycra gear or you know these ten thousand pound bikes i never thought in my career i'd see a bike costing ten thousand it's unbelievable yeah but 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 you don't need to spend ten thousand pounds not at all not at all (laughs) not not at all absolutely not at all you can spend 500 pounds and have a perfectly good bike to go uh, and enjoy this wonderful pastime and, and not everybody wants to race around on the roads. They want to ride sedately and enjoy just getting out into the countryside. Absolutely. Um, in the sun. Um, so, yes, I have seen, um, certainly in Surrey, I've seen more cyclists, and I've lived here for the past nine years. And I, as I say, since 2012, I've watched it quadruple. Mm. Um, and it's almost got to, uh, we, we live in a, little village called Horsley. Some of your listeners will know Horsley. And on a Sunday, on a good day, it's just a continual stream of cyclists. It's wonderful. Yeah. Um, it's wonderful to see. Um, but some of them need to manage themselves better yeah, than absolutely. they are. Yeah. I presume they're heading down to sort of the Dorking, the Leith Hill, the, the Box Hill areas to, you know. Yeah, Abinger, yeah. Dorking, Leith Hill, Box Hill, and they're all, you know, Box Hill uh, has become a sort of almost like a mecca. Unbelievable. For, for bike riders. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we used to walk it as kids and it was never, never that busy. And in yes. fact, um, walked there snowing one year. Of course, it wasn't going to be uh, um, cyclists around, but in fact, there were skiers instead of cyclists. But hey ho. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a crazy place now. It's an absolutely crazy place. But as you say, it's not just road cyclists. You see a lot of mountain bikers around Box Hill too. That lovely, uh, lovely cafe at the top. Great place to sit sit uh, after a mountain bike as well as a as a yeah, road. Yeah, I, I think bike riders have virtually kept that. Kept yeah, I would have thought so. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, obviously, as uh, again, we've mentioned the road closures in the area. Can you give any comfort to anyone who's panicking about um, not being able to use the roads where they live? Um, well, I, I, I would say that what they need to do is to call in, call into Ride London, and find out just how the road closure does affect them. Okay. Um, and uh, they can go onto the website and and look at where they live and see the road closures that may or may not affect them. Okay. Um, And uh, the telephone number? I'm going to put you on the spot now. Um, I'll come (laughs) back. We've we've got it here as well. I'll come back to you on the telephone number. Here we Uh, go. That's dreadful, isn't it? (laughs) Don't worry, Mick. Yeah. It's late. It's fine. Yeah. 
Uh, we're going to try and find it very quickly in all our you go onto prudentialridelondon.co.uk there you go you google that guys it's going to be there yeah, it's going uh, to be you'll, there you'll, you'll see it uh, and, uh, and obviously social media must be quite a big thing for you as well oh, it, it, yeah twitter facebook instagram yeah. uh, all of it it's all it's all down there and an email helpdesk at ridelondon.co.uk facebook forward slash ridelondon at ridelondon at surrey travel instagram the whole lot so yeah, um go. plenty of plenty of places that you can find the info um now of course, uh, the Tour de France has just finished uh, with Chris Froome, you know, having a, another success. Um, Team Sky have confirmed their participation, as I understand. Is this something they're contracted to, to do, or do you play by ear, um, year by year? And obviously, being so close to the Tour de France final, is it contracted or, or not? No, the riders, the teams are contracted. <coughs> okay, and and they put in seven riders of their choice. Fine. Now, Chris Froome isn't riding. Okay, he rode last year. But he's targeting another event, and his program doesn't allow him to ride this year. But we have 14 of the top world tour teams right. in the world and uh, taking part, and many of the stars of the Tour de France are riding. The way, um, because teams have crashes and accidents, and they're um, suspended for um, aggressive riding, like we saw Peter Sagan and Mark Cavendish. Sagan was thrown off the tour. Mark had broken his shoulder. Geraint Thomas broke his shoulder. Um, the way um, teams are contracted, is I would contract a team a month out. Okay. They can then accept that invitation or not. As it happens, 14 of them did because there's €100,000 in prize money okay. on the Classic. Wow, okay. 100000 Not only that, on the Saturday evening, I'll come back to the contract bit in a minute, on the Saturday evening, in the women's race, based on the Mall and T Square and Whitehall, um, there's a hundred thousand euros. It's the richest. Both of them are the, are the two richest one richest one day races in the world. Okay. There is nothing that exists. Wow. In the world of professional bike racing, that has a hundred thousand euros prize money on it. And how have you managed that? sponsorship <laughs> and raising he's, the funds he's a very good talker yeah uh, and raising now i've got a team we've got a team that do that bit but um the politicians wanted parity with the men's event and um uh we were awarded world tour status so it, is, it doesn't get much bigger than this it's like the f1 of the motor world yeah and there's two f1 events on the same weekend yeah and when you think that we are now the biggest cycling festival and this will be our fifth year it is the biggest cycling festival in the world mm. next weekend we have up to a million cyclists taking part right from thursday when the expo opens at excel yeah you can go along there collect your numbers and there's this wonderful cycle exhibition um on the friday evening at queen elizabeth olympic park which is where the start of the the 100 is We've got Grand Prix racing for youths and BMX racing all within the Olympic Park. Okay. That's all day Friday. Okay. On the Saturday, we close central London and up to eighty to 100,000 cyclists are cycling around central London on a totally closed road route. Okay. Then in the evening, on, on Saturday, Saturday, we have the Women's Classique okay. uh, based on the Mall, as I said earlier. And, and when does that start? That starts at five o'clock, okay. and that runs to around six thirty. Okay. And they are the best 
women's teams in the world. Mariana Voss, okay. who won the Olympic gold medal in 2012, she, she beat her own Lizzie Armitstead, is riding. Um, and they're, they're just the top 20 teams, professional women's teams in the world. And, you know, these women uh, bike riders are just amazing. They Absolutely. Are the best athletes. And then we have um, the 46 mile on the Sunday, which we introduced last year, a shorter route than the, if you're not up to doing the 100. Yeah. And then up to 28,000 taking part in the 100. Okay. And that starts around 5.45 from QEOP. Yeah. Um, and then following that, starting at 1.40 from a horse guard parade, is the professional event. Yeah. And the professional event is chasing down the sporting event, the sportive event. Okay. So we've, I actually crossed the line. Um, the last rider is sh- in the sportive is scheduled to go down the mall at about quarter to six. Right. I'm scheduled to finish the professionals on the same route 15 minutes later. <sighs> Tight. So we have, to get it, <laughs> we have to get it absolutely spot on. So what happens, I mean, and, and, and there's been, unfortunately, some terrible tragedies in the last few years. What happens when there is a terrible tragedy? You have to get the helicopter on the track uh the race is stopped you know huge tailbacks i think two years ago now or maybe last year anyhow w- what happens to the to the the timings there because quite obviously the the professional race is going to catch up much quicker to the 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 the, the 100 yeah we had um it was very unfortunate it was a dreadful uh situation last year um uh when we had the the, the fatality and uh, as a consequence, we had a backlog uh, of the 100 because the ripple effect of people being held up, some, some for an hour. Yeah. Then we had to divert those off uh, that um, didn't want to continue on the full length. So yeah. we diverted people off it towards Leatherhead and then we diverted people off. Uh, with, they took out Leith Hill okay. uh, on the 100. So what I did, I stopped... The professional race. Okay. Spoke to Chris Froome and Tom Boonen, who, who actually went on to win it, and the likes, what we call the heads of the peloton. And I stopped them actually in Horsley, which is where okay. I lived. And it's, like try, it's like trying to bring an oil tanker because you've got, we had a breakaway of eight riders that yeah. had three and a half minutes lead. Oh, no, but the, they were gutted. The, 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 the 140 odd behind were doing 55, 60 kilometers an hour to pull them back. Yeah. And then I had to bring the whole thing to a, to a stop. And we started to do that in Byfleet. Okay. And then by the time we got to Horsley, wow. which is where we stopped them on the main road, and I spoke to them all. I said, look, there's a situation occurred. We've got a backlog in Dorking. And the riders were just amazing, so supportive. Yeah, and they yeah, said, yeah. look, the, the issue was it was on live television. Yeah, absolutely. And um, by the time I worked out that if I held them for 20 minutes... They all had a comfort break, which was everybody got their mobile phones out <laughs> and they were filming it all. Uh, the riders had a comfort break. I spoke to them all. Um, I held them for 20 minutes. I'd worked out that it would take us 20 minutes from there to get to Dorking. And in Dorking, we turned right and went up through Cold Harbour to take the Leith Hill loop. In. Okay. And I thought that would take us 20 minutes as well. So I said to the controllers at Palestra in central London, which is where it's controlled from, um, I said, if you can clear the bit... On the on the, the the at the start of the Dorking High Street up to the right turn at Waitrose to go up Cold Harbour, if you can clear that bit, it gives me another twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And by the time 
it all worked. By the time I restarted the race, I restarted the break three and a half minutes ahead because okay. so that was fair. Uh, by the time we got to Dorking, you wouldn't think there'd been a wow. a, a log jam, but it was completely solid. Yeah, at bike riders, it was just unbelievable. And of course, the guys at Palestra were wetting themselves, so they didn't know what to do. Yeah, it must and be a I worse said, well, nightmare. We'll just we'll bring it to a standstill. Yeah, I'll yeah, talk yeah. to them and. Um, uh, but you know you've got a you've got 150 riders you've got a convoy of all the support cars and up to what 80 vehicles behind and um it was like trying to stop an oil tank yeah 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 well yeah. i'm sure you well you did you did yeah. a, a very good job last year and i'm sure you will this year very calm calm head on your shoulders so what's the future for ride london you know five ten years is it going to stay as it is is it going to develop even further what what do you feel the plans are i think um it's at capacity i genuinely feel unless we make uh because of the nature of the lanes and the roads that we go through and people want to do that though we want to show off uh the boroughs of london and we want to show off this wonderful county of ours uh, Surrey, um, and I think it's where it is at the moment. It's only five years. This year's only yeah. five years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so very, very young, and I think it needs to consolidate, settle down. People need to tick the date in their domestic calendar. Say, right, we're going to come out and support it. Absolutely, and there is amazing support for it. I mean, I, 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 I I'm at the very front of the classic. Um, and I have a, a guest in the back of it, and they just cannot believe the support yeah. in this country. It is overwhelming, and I've been in this game since I was 19, a long, long time, mm. and I have never experienced anything like it in my life. Absolutely. We saw the support that the Tour de France got in Yorkshire, Yeah, and when we, we brought the Tour de France here in 2007 into central London, and the support just it just blew me away, and the Olympics, as I said, when, we opened the, when you opened the programme. Yeah. Um, the support from the general public and it is a wonderful colorful inspirational aspirational vehicle for this health and well-being agenda it's green it ticks all the right boxes and uh, and long may it remain absolutely yeah. mick it's been cra- cracking to speak to you and um le- thanks for coming in so late i know you're a very very busy man so close to this weekend um so really appreciate you coming in um and we wish you all the very best for sunday and, and we hope it runs smoothly pardon the pun um and uh yeah good luck and um i look forward to i think you're broadcasting live yeah Weybridge. we're going to be down on uh, waybridge green um and you know funnily enough talking of the support you know we we obviously broadcast from from there the support is quite remarkable you know we 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 interview anyone and everyone um we've got our own sort of pa system supporting the the, the 100 the 46 the the classic whoever whatever and it's it's just it's remarkable to see from monument green isn't it yeah ran- random people you know people who haven't got they're not s- coming to see anybody they're just coming out to to see the race it's a fun day out it's a it? yeah and it's if, free yeah, exactly they're watching these olympic athletes yeah and you know it's not they're not paying 60 odd pounds to go into a football stadium to watch or an athletic stadium it's free they can see this and experience and get engaged with it absolutely yeah yeah no i'm, I'm really Looking forward to it again. Yeah, good stuff. Mick, thank you ever so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. Mick Bennett. Brooklyn's Radio. Loving events in Surrey.
If you've enjoyed this podcast, why not keep up to date with the sound of Surrey by listening live at brooklandsradio.co.uk or through our free mobile app.